1: This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. You asked, we answered. On this week's episode, we have some burning questions that came in from our amazing customers. Stay tuned for Anthony's expertise and insight coming up right now. All right, you ready to jump in with some customer questions? There they go. Okay. (laughs) First one, what is the best way to introduce raw food to a senior dog?
0: Yeah, this question is from uh, Oakley Adventures with Oaks. So this is a good question. I I always go by the individual dog. I always tell owners, and this kind of goes off the last point, but I always tell owners that no one knows their dog like like you do. It's a, kind of an unreal bond that we have. It, we shouldn't lose sight of that. So on the whole, though, with an older dog, I do. I take it. I take it nice and slow. You know, I, I start. I may start with goat milk on top of their current food for three or four days and just get them used to the moisture in their food, get some healthy probiotics in their gut and just really kind of prime their gut for what's coming next. And then I'll start introducing raw food and you can do as little as like you can start giving it in like little treat forms. Like if you're especially if your dog's picky, um, you can act like you're giving them a treat. You can even some dog trainers might disagree with this but you could even act like you're like giving them a little piece from your plate kind of thing to really kind of entice them and you can start that small you know just with a little bit i usually tell people you know do the goat milk for a few days and then start introducing about one fourth of their diet with with the raw food so starting with one fourth of the raw food to three fourths of their current food and do that for like three days and see how they see how they do on that if they have good stools energy's good everything's good then you move move to half, half raw, half old food. Do that for a few days, everything's good, stools are good, three-fourths, one-fourth. And then do that for a few days and then completely raw. So it, you move at their own pace, and it shouldn't take more than 7 to 14 days. It might take up to a month, but I've never seen that happen. So I would just say go slow, move at their own pace. There's no rush, you don't have to jump into it. You know even feeding even if you just did a fourth of their <laughs> diet was with raw food. You know that's still a huge impact that you're you're having on their health. So,
1: and uh, I think it's, just it's having a race. having a mindset that just because they might be old, like I get this converse, in this conversation often, like oh my dog's seven, so like we'll just wait until the next one. Like no, just start today, yeah. start small because a little goes a long way. And we'll I mean obviously you know other factors may play into it but i mean that could really increase the longevity i you know increase the health
0: span and uh you know just adding i mean just adding like um milk or just one fourth of raw food or
1: they're um, thirsty (laughs) yeah
0: we'll talk about this in a little bit but yeah just all these any kind of fresh food with the exception (laughs) of like onions and uh grapes i mean everything else like a little bit can go a long way i mean Mm -hmm. imagine just eating ultra processed cereal based food for your entire (laughs) life like My God, like just, yeah, just add a little bit of fresh food. I don't care if it's like strawberries or blueberries, green bananas. I mean, there's so many different options, especially if your dog likes those things. Like, you know, a little bit of fresh food can go a long ways, especially when you're only eating processed food. Mm
1: -hmm. Stop guessing what's being added to your pet's food. Feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in Steve's Real Food.
0: Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high quality USDA inspected free range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. Steve doesn't contain any synthetic supplements or ingredients that can't be identified on the ingredient label. Plus it's loaded with beneficial bacteria from goat milk. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes.
1: Uh, Last question. I don't know if this is a question. Heartworm meds. Heartworm meds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Exclamation point. This is from Jillian. This is a good question. So heartworm, yeah. I get pretty heat I get pretty passionate about heartworm meds. Uh-oh. But we actually we did a previous podcast about heartworm meds. Because it is such a good question and good topic to talk about, I'll tell you what I do, you know, personally, based on you know where we live in Columbus, Ohio, and what I feel is best for my dogs. But we do, we don't give heartworm meds to our dogs. We actually, we haven't, and we've lived in three different geographical lo- locations in the United States, and I have not given my dogs any heartworm meds. So I guess with that being said, I, I haven't. We haven't done it in years, but we do microfilaria testing. So we do that twice a year. I'll say my dogs in what seven seven years I've been doing this, I can't remember now. A lot of years. Um, they've never even tested positive for the microfloria of the heartworm, get alone heartworm disease. Can you and, share
1: maybe just a little on and like so, why
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we, we focus on we focus on feeding them good food which is the most important thing. We are talking about this because it's, you know, you feed a good food, it means you're feeding their gut, which means their gut is super, it's healthy, it's robust. And then that means, you know, 80% of the immune system is in the gut. So if you have a healthy gut, you have a healthy immune system. Naturally, dogs can fight off heartworm if they're, if they're healthy dogs, meaning that they're eating a good diet, meaning that they're not over-vaccinated, meaning that they're not over-medicated. You know, all these things play a really important part. So, you know, focus on feeding them the right food, minimizing vaccines detoxing and then focusing on gut health and the immune system. So, but testing without getting too much detail, you know, testing is key. Heartworm, they can only get from mosquitoes. So for most of us, we don't have to worry about heartworm during the winter months. Um, This is something that I see a lot and it kind of drives me nuts because there's some veterinarians that recommend doing or demand, what's a good word for it? I'll say recommend doing heartworm 12 months out of the year which I think is absolutely asinine uh, just given that it only comes from mosquitoes and that mosquitoes aren't present in the, in winter time. So in the, the gestation of mosquitoes and how that works, I mean, you had to have two weeks of 80 degree weather for them to even, you know, start the cycle. And, and then it takes another what five to eight months for the whole heartworm for the microfilaria to turn into an adult heartworm in the pulmonary artery of the dog. So if, if you test, so like for me, where we live you know, in Columbus, Ohio, I test in the middle of the season. So I'll test like in August and then I'll test again for my, the microfilaria in, in December, end of November, December. Um, and I do this twice a year. So every year I do this. And the good thing is, because I do this testing, um, I know that if they ever do test positive for the microfilaria, all I have to do is administer the the drugs, the heartworm drugs at that point. Because the drugs are they act retroactively so they don't actually protect your dog they just kill whatever is in their system or been in their system for the last 30 days so at that time I can just give them those drugs and I'm good um, now it is important to know that if they test positive for for heartworm you know you can't give them those drugs they have to go through the heartworm disease protocol so but that's why you do the testing you do the t- testing at appropriate times twice a year and you'll be good Even if they test positive for the microflora, you just, no problem. You just give them that drug one time. One dose of the drugs is better than, you know, 12 doses a year. So, but again, I've, you know, my dogs have never tested positive. When you look at populations like wild canids, like wolves or coyotes, no matter whether we're talking here in the United States or in Europe, heartworm just does not affect, doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect their populations. Because they're you know they're healthy animals they're eating uh, biologically appropriate diets meaning raw food they're getting exercise they're outdoors they're outside 365 days out of the year unlike our dogs who are inside most of the time so they're even more exposed to heartworm than our dogs are and it just it doesn't affect them Um, so anyways that's heartworm meds
2: this is Dr Jim Carlson we look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center our friendly professional team helps us offer your pet conventional medicine, surgery, and dentistry, as well as integrative options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, cold laser therapy, pulsed magnetic therapy, and ozone. We have recently added PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and stem cell therapies. These new therapies increase our philosophy of regenerative medicine, and are often used for arthritic conditions, but have many other uses as well. We are strong believers in the use of wholesome fresh foods and raw foods, since healthy diet probably accounts for seventy-five percent of your pet's health. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or the web at ww.lifetimepetwanus.com or call 888 eight eight eight-2100.
0: Well yeah, I would we we have a um a really good podcast about this. There's also, we'll put in the show notes, Dogs Naturally. Dogs Naturally magazine has a awesome heartworm guide that can really explain it better than I can, if you, especially if you're a visual person. It kind of explains the whole, like how the heartworm, you know, can disease can transmit to the dog and how you can do the proper testing to avoid it.
1: Awesome. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who helped make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers or preservatives.
0: And Mozzie likes it too, so I'm a big fan of Steve's.
1: So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com.
0: The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.